0: Hey, everyone, we are broadcasting live from AM 1160, the Quest studio this hour. I'm Steph Eich, and I'm joined in the studio by Carol Tearsmith, Jack Tyson, and of course, we have Annie Porter with us, uh, who's handling the studio And um, today we're going to have Father Jim Blunt on with us and we'll be talking about uh, angels and we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit as well. We're hoping to do that in the second half hour. Right now we're going to uh, start with a unity prayer. That's a A favorite prayer of ours, and uh, we kind of like to kick off the hour with this unity prayer. This, If you remember, this is one from the Flame of Love movement, and we have been praying that often at the beginning of every episode, whether we're on the air or just prior to being on the air. And I think many of you are starting to learn that prayer and are enjoying it. So if you haven't been listening to that prayer or learning that prayer or memorizing that prayer, we'd suggest it. It's awesome. It blinds Satan. And uh, we have been doing it in our own families probably three or four times a day. So it's a beautiful prayer. So let's go ahead and start. That's ready. My adorable Jesus.
1: My adorable Jesus.
0: May our feet journey together.
1: May our feet journey together.
0: May our hands gather in unity.
1: May our hands gather in unity.
0: May our hearts beat in unison.
1: May our hearts beat in unison.
0: May our souls be in harmony.
1: May our souls be in harmony.
0: May our thoughts be as one.
1: May our thoughts be as one.
0: May our ears listen to the silence together.
1: May our ears listen to the silence together.
0: May our glances profoundly penetrate each other.
1: May our glances profoundly penetrate each other.
0: May our lips pray together.
1: May our lips pray together.
0: To gain mercy from the Eternal Father.
1: To gain mercy from the Eternal Father. Amen. Amen.
0: That was great. Well, we just uh, are dialing up Father Jim right now. And uh, while we're doing that, maybe we can talk a little bit about what happened last week. We had a pledge drive last week, and we had three beautiful days of raising money and uh, sharing a lot of camaraderie with all the hosts and uh, getting some great time with our listeners and telling lots of great stories. So uh, Carol, do you want to share a little bit about how uh, how everything went last
2: week? Yeah, it was it was an amazing three days. I mean, as, as Steph mentioned, we had uh, over 30 hosts during Mm -hmm. the hours and it was a new format and it was just so incredibly great. Uh, So many people enjoyed being on air. They told why the quest was important to them and uh, just we acquired a lot of new listeners and we also raised a $100,000. So we're very thankful to God and to all of our listeners who supported the station during this drive. It means so much to our ongoing operation. So thank you. Thank you, listeners.
0: Yeah. And not only that, but our last hour, we had great hosts on who had just wonderful attitudes. And they were just celebrating Catholic Radio, specifically the quest and the community that we're building. Uh, But the very last hour, uh, three of our priests or two priests and a guest, uh, two priests um, who are beloved priests in the archdiocese took over the studio and they they basically ran the show for the hour. And we had a lot of fun with Father Tim Gallagher and Father Henry Atem. So thank you to those priests for being on with us. I think we have Father Jim on with us. Father Jim Blunt from the Society of Our Lady of the Trinity is with us again. And we're all part of Team Blunt. So, uh, Father, <laughs> welcome.
3: Thank you, Team Holy Spirit. <laughs> Go, Team.
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, Father, we've we've been looking forward to talking to you today. And I I know that uh, we always like to start with a prayer and uh, if you've got something that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to join in prayer or listen to a, a prayer from you.
3: Sure. There's a beautiful traditional prayer that some of your listeners may be familiar with, and it's called Prayer to Our Lady, Queen of the Angels. It's an absolutely beautiful traditional prayer and very powerful. So we'll start off with this prayer to put the God's blessing on all of us on the radio station and to bring the angels down over Atlanta. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Prayer to Our Lady, Queen of the Angels. August Queen of Heaven, Sovereign Mistress of the Angels, who didst receive from the beginning the mission and the power to crush the serpent's hand, We beseech Thee to send Thy holy angels, that under Thy command and by Thy power they may pursue the evil spirits, encounter them on every side, resist their bold attacks, and drive them hence into the abyss of woe. Most Holy Mother, send Thy angels to defend us and to drive the cruel enemy from us. Amen. All ye holy angels and archangels, help and defend us. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. That was beautiful.
3: Beautiful prayer. It. If you it all is. need a copy of it, let me know, and we'd be glad to send a copy of this prayer to anyone who needs it.
0: That's great. That's great. Thank you, Father, and that was one I'd never heard before. <laughs>
1: yeah. Father, while we... Um... While we were dialing you up a few minutes ago, we, we all prayed the unity prayer. It's, it's not only become one of our, our favorite prayers, but in, uh, in light of recent events in America, it seems like a really, really appropriate prayer as well. So we, we were wondering, just be, be, you know, due to the current environment, would you, would you like to share some thoughts with our listeners, please?
3: Sure. Why don't we do this, team? I'll go ahead and lead us in that prayer for the country. And let's ask all of our viewers to answer with you, all of our listeners, so we can blind the evil spirit from the United States right now this afternoon.
4: Okay. That'd be great. Let's do it.
3: All right, let's do this. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The unity prayer. My adorable Jesus. My adorable Jesus. May our feet journey together.
4: May our feet journey together.
3: May our hands gather in unity. May
4: our hands gather in unity.
3: May our hearts beat in unison.
4: May, may our hearts
3: beat in unison. May our souls be in harmony.
4: May our souls be in harmony.
3: May our thoughts be as one.
4: May our thoughts be as one.
3: May our ears listen to the silence together.
4: May our ears listen to the silence together.
3: May our glances profoundly penetrate each other.
4: May our glances profoundly penetrate each other.
3: May our lips pray together.
4: May our lips
3: pray together to gain mercy from the eternal father.
4: To gain mercy from the eternal father.
3: Amen. Amen. And yes, we'll invite our listeners to say that over and over again in the days to come for the, our president and for our country, for our leaders, for all the peoples, to blind the evil spirit. It seems as if the devil himself has taken advantage of the situation in our country to stir up unrest and violence and to cause chaos. So it really is a demonic battle that's occurring. It surely was prophesied many years in advance. But Our Lady and Our Lord can use us, for little children, we can use these marvelous weapons that God has given to us. It doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes people who are dedicated, a few who are sincere in their prayer. So we encourage everyone to use these two prayers, the unity prayer and the prayer to Our Lady, Queen of the Angels, to bring peace and to stop the violence, both in Atlanta and Washington and, and throughout the country. I believe the evil ones is trying to take advantage of our weakness, and of maybe frustration of so many people, frustration. And Mm. so we ask God to send the angels to help us now. It's very special time. Have no doubt the prayers of one even faithful child can stop thousands of demons, can stop all kinds of violence, and bring miracles. Even one person can bring great miracles.
5: Mm. Wow.
3: Team, I'm thinking then, Um, We're going to talk about the angels and the Holy Spirit today, please God. But why don't we say, um, as a way of accomplishing that, but also of bringing peace to Atlanta and throughout the country, why don't we pray one decade of the rosary together? Okay. Good idea. She is the Queen of Peace, and uh, she told Sister Lucia at Fatima, our lady told her, that God has granted to the rosary in our times a new efficacy, a new power, that the Rosary can even stop wars and bring continual miracles. So we want to ask Our Lady now to fulfill her promise to Lucia at Fatima, to fulfill that promise for us, and to bring peace to Atlanta, to Washington, D.C., and to the whole world through this decade of the Rosary that we all pray, thousands of us praying this right now together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we'll pray the first mystery of holy joy, the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel comes to our Holy Mother to announce to her that she will become the mother of God himself. Gabriel, we ask you to come down over Atlanta, over Washington, and over the whole country and to bring a message of peace from heaven through Mary's intercession. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love
5: over all of humanity,
4: now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, mediatrix of all graces, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love, over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, Queen of Peace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death.
3: Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for us sinners.
5: Spread the effect of grace
4: of thy flame of love
3: over all of
4: humanity, now and at the hour of our death.
5: Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, mystical rose, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love
5: over all of humanity,
4: now and at the hour of our death.
3: Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners.
3: Spread the effect of grace of thy
4: flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
3: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever now shall be, be,
3: world without, without end. Amen. O oh my Jesus, forgive, forgive us our sins, sins save, save, us save us from the fires of
1: hell, lead all,
4: lead all
3: souls,
5: souls
1: to, to heaven, especially those who in, those heaven, heaven, those those in those need
3: of thy mercy. mercy. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
4: Amen. Amen.
3: The rosary, guys, is all-powerful, is it not?
5: It is.
3: is, You can just feel the Holy Spirit as we prayed that decade. This is the key. All of Atlanta needs to know this and all of our beloved listeners. The rosary is all-powerful because Mary is the mediatrix of all graces. And this is what we need to do. Young and old, black and white, Catholic and Protestant, and Jewish people, we all need to hold our rosaries, all the peoples, and pray the Holy Rosary. I have a Baptist friend who prays the rosary every day.
5: Hmm.
3: Pray the Holy Rosary, and our Lord, he can bring good out of this turmoil, and he can bind this spirit of violence as well. Prayer is the key, prayer is the answer, and prayer is all-powerful.
0: Yes, and we need it now more than ever, right? (laughs) Yes, Father, that was beautiful. And, you know, last episode, we talked about the angels appearing in sacred scripture, if you remember. And and we discussed the Garden of Eden, and we talked about the Garden of Gethsemane, which is really beautiful last week. And I was just thinking about the Annunciation mystery that we just prayed with the rosary. Do you think you could share the special role of St. Gabriel as an angel and reflect on that in the Annunciation?
3: Yes, thank you. A beautiful question. And, you know, the thought that first comes to my mind is this, is last week we discussed the angel appearing in two different gardens, right? The Garden Mm -hmm. of Paradise, or Eden, then the Garden of Gethsemane. But if you think about this mystically, then this is a third garden, because Mary's Immaculate Heart is a garden. It's the Garden of God. In fact, there's a beautiful, beautiful saying among the fathers of the Holy Church, and they said this many years ago, they said that God created three worlds in the beginning. He created three worlds. He created heaven for the angels, he created earth for man, and then he created Mary's Immaculate Heart for himself.
4: Oh, I love that. <laughs>
3: Isn't that amazing? Yeah. See, because Mary is, she's sometimes called the City of God. It's one of her titles. So Mary's heart is so pure, it's a created home for God. It is indeed a garden. And God, the Holy Trinity, and His mercy and His charity, He now invites all mankind in these very troubled times to enter His house, to enter His garden, to enter the Ark of the New Covenant, and that is the heart of Mary. So Mary's heart is a house, it's, it's a city, it's a world, and it's a garden where God and man can live together. Amen? Amen? Amen. So you see, this is a garden, too. The angel's coming to another, the greatest of all the gardens, greater than paradise, greater than Gethsemane. This is the garden of Mary's Immaculate Heart. And the angel Gabriel comes to her. And what's very interesting about this, this is from Luke chapter 1, and I'll read a verse or two from this chapter. Luke is so beautiful, Luke the physician. And, of course, the scholars of the Church believe that St. Luke, you know, sat at the feet of the Virgin Mary and learned from her this account. Where else could he have gotten this from, Mm -hmm. St. Luke? Mm -hmm. And here we read in verse 26 of the first chapter, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Now notice several things about this. First of all, our holy brother, St. Gabriel, he doesn't call Mother Mary Mary he calls her full of grace that's the title he brings to her from heaven now this Mm -hmm. is very this is actually incredible why because that phrase full of grace is a reference to the immaculate conception that mary is is conceived without sin you can't Mm -hmm. be full of grace if you have any sin within you at all you see then Gabriel would be in error so this is a reference to her immaculate conception It's also stunning because there's only one other reference to this title in all of the Bible, and that's to Jesus. Jesus is full of grace, too. Mm -hmm. So there's only two people in the history of the world who are called full of grace. The Virgin, by an angel sent from heaven, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Of course, when we enter heaven, we will become full of grace. And that's why the Fathers of the Church said this also. They said, what Mary was in the beginning, so we shall be in the end. Mm -hmm. Full of grace. Mm -hmm. And so Mary is the most fitting garden and the most fitting instrument of God. And the angels, they adore her. Mother Angelica actually said that the angels gasp when they gaze at Mary. They gasp in wonder. Mm -hmm. They salute Mary as queen of heaven and earth and as God's chosen instrument, and they love her as their own queen. We look at the angel Gabriel in this scene. A true story. This is not um, allegory. This actually happened. The angel Gabriel came to Mary. The first thing I would point out to everyone is this. In verse 26 it says, In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent, Mm -hmm. in the sixth month. So be aware of this, that the angels, because they are so perfectly in tune with the will of God, they live within the will of God. The angels have perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And this is a gift we really need today. One reason why everyone is so troubled now is because the world is in chaos, you see? Mm -hmm. And part of chaos is a lack of proper timing, We have everything disproportionate, you see? And timing is like of the essence of who God is. He has perfect timing because he's a God of order. And realize that about the holy angels. They do God's commands. And they come when God sends them, not a second before, not a second after. They have perfect timing. We don't always consider this, but, you know, angels are sons of God just like we are. They are too are called the sons of God. It's a phrase used for them frequently, especially in the old testament. They are sons too. They have free will like we do, and they have intellect. And the good angels have chosen, they chose forever to follow God. So they are sons too, and they have the same gifts of God, you might say, of course in a lesser way, but they're like like little tiny holy spirits. All the angels they're like little (laughs) holy spirits. (laughs) And they have that perfect timing. The second thing that's very evident in that one line from Luke chapter 1, in the sixth month, so perfect timing, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. see, He didn't come on his own. He was sent. And that's why Thomas Aquinas tells us, the catechism teaches us, that an angel, the very word means messenger, that they are those who are sent. Isn't that interesting? Mm
4: -hmm.
3: It's also interesting because that's another name for the apostles. What does the word apostle mean? The same thing. Apostles are men who are sent by Jesus. And so we see here a, a beautiful correlation between the apostles and the angels. They are sent by God. In fact, in the early days of the Church, and really not that long ago, The priest of every parish used to be called, in ancient days, the Angel of the Parish. There was actually a title that priests would have in bishops. They were called the Angel of the Parish, because they are sent by God. So that's the second lesson we can learn from this amazing verse. It's amazing how many jewels are packed into every line of sacred scripture. And the third thing I want to point out, we sort of touched on it already, is that when the angel does speak to the Virgin Mary in the Annunciation, here is part of his message to her. Notice that he announces God himself. So the angel is an ambassador of God. And he says to Mary, when she asks him, how can this wonder be that I will be the mother? How could this be? He says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So notice this, that the angels bring the Holy Spirit. They announce Him. They're like the forerunners who come in front, like butlers, you might say, and they bow. and They say, everyone's attention. The judge now enters. The Holy Spirit is coming. So they're like forerunners of the Holy Spirit. And here's a beautiful little story I'll share with your listeners, a very short one, but I remember celebrating a healing mass in Texas many years ago. And during this healing mass, we had a joyful time. It was like a charismatic healing center. And the good bishop had asked me to come and do a healing mass there.
6: Uh Uh-oh, we may have lost him. Hold on, guys.
0: Oh man, that story was really good. <laughs> I, think, your seat. I
2: think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll tell you, he really knows how to paint a picture, doesn't he? Really? Oh yeah. wow. Well, we hope we get him back soon. This is this is kind of a a, a bummer to be in the middle of a really good story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All of his stories are great, actually.
0: I know. I know.
2: Yeah. His personal stories are the best.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have time for one of his uh, personal angel stories today. We'll have to see how that works out for
4: us.
6: Why don't we say a little prayer to St. Michael the Archangel? That sounds good. Yeah. St. Michael the Archangel, Archangel, defend defend us in in battle. Be our protection protection against the
4: wickedness wickedness and snares snares of the devil. devil. May God God rebuke rebuke him, we humbly pray. pray. And And do thou, O Prince of the the Heavenly Host, by By the the power power of God, cast Cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls amen Amen.
6: all right y'all we're going to head to a break real quick and hopefully we'll have father jim back when we get back that sounds great okay hi this is kathy haas from all saints parish in dunwoody georgia you're
0: listening to atlanta's newest catholic radio station am
2: 1160 the quest Welcome to The Quest.
7: Hey, you. Yes, you. Have you heard the good news? The Quest Atlanta app makes it easy for you to take AM 1160 The Quest with you, no matter the time of the day or the location. Listen to your favorite shows on demand. Submit prayer requests. Record a testimonial catch up on the latest headlines from Catholic news sources with ease. Just search for the Quest Atlanta in the App Store or on Google Play to
5: download today. Protestants believe the Bible is the only source for determining Christian truth, a doctrine called sola scriptura, which is Latin for scripture alone. Is this true? The answer is no, and here's the reason. It's self-refuting. Since knowledge of which books constitute Scripture is a Christian truth, Sola Scriptura demands that the Bible tell us what Scripture is. But guess what? It doesn't. The Bible never tells us which books God has inspired. So if Sola Scriptura were true, well, then we'd have to deny our knowledge of what Scripture is. But that's self-refuting, my friends. The only way to have such knowledge is if Christ established an infallible church to tell us so. But Protestants reject this idea, leaving us with an infallible effect, knowledge of what Scripture is, produced by a fallible cause, the Church, which is absurd. Sola Scriptura is definitely not a doctrine that's compatible with reason. I'm Carlo Brusard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
7: AM 1160 The Quest is your metro-wide Atlanta Catholic radio station. Our programming is rooted in the teachings of the Catholic Church and helps listeners learn new and fascinating aspects of our faith. Here at The Quest, our mission is simple and powerful, to invite, inform, and inspire listeners to embrace their journey of faith through the beauty of the Catholic Church. The Quest team continues to hear wonderful testimonies from listeners all around Atlanta. One listener shared, The
6: Quest helps me grow my faith every day I listen. Every day, I feel the Holy Spirit talking to me through the Quest. If I have a question, it seems like the answers come to me through this Catholic radio station in a timely manner. I enjoy the programming, and yes, it has changed me. It's definitely changed me.
7: None of this would be possible without listeners just like you. We are a 100% listener-supported station. A donation of any amount helps to cover the ongoing operational expenses. Your donation is helping to bring your fellow Catholics and Christians closer to Christ. To donate, visit thequestatlanta.com.
6: Welcome back, everyone, and welcome back, Father Jim. We lost you there for a second. Thank you. I think we're having a little bit
3: of spiritual warfare today.
6: We agree. So,
0: I think so. You know, you, you had us in Texas with you at a healing mass, and then all of a sudden somebody didn't want us and our listeners to hear what was going to happen next, or else they really wanted to help create a lot of anticipation. So yes. can, you, can you pick it up from there? We'd love to hear more about that.
3: Sure. You know, I prayed with that beautiful group, um, the Chaplet of St. Michael, the Archangel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. After the Mass, we prayed the Holy Chaplet, and then we started the healing service itself, where I put a drop of oil in everyone's head and prayed for them. And something extraordinary happened. It was actually a lesson for me. And as a priest, I want to tell you, I learn something every day. I don't consider myself like, like knowing everything by any means. Every day I learn something. And Jesus and Mary are my teachers. So what happened there was extraordinary, and it taught me something about the angels. As I went to pray over each person, I looked up in the air, just I would say a little prayer to the Lord himself, that he would bring his healing on the person in front of me. There must have been close to 500 people. So I only had like a second or two for each person. As I looked up, I would see like a little tiny light. It's hard to describe. I would see like a beautiful little light way up in the air, um, like over the roof of the church, way up on the ceiling. And as I would pray, it would fly down and touch the person as I put the oil on their head, Mm. and the person would fall over. Mm. And this happened 500 times in a row. (gasps) Wow. (gasps) Gee whiz. (laughs) I mean, every single person fell over in the Holy Spirit, every single one.
0: Now I know why the line went down. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> amazing and it was uh, the Lord led me to see that that was an angel I didn't know what it was because they were slightly different each one was a little bit different but they were like little balls of white light they would come flying down sometimes I would see a smile on their face they would come down and touch the person as I put the oil very they would touch their head they would fall, as soon as that angel touched them they would fall down unconscious in the Holy Spirit wow
1: oh. amazing
3: And that showed me, you see, that the angels work as a team with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. They work with the Holy Spirit, and they bring the gifts of healing, which are brightly the Holy Spirit's gifts. But see, just like a healing priest or a healing nun, we have healing angels, and the angels themselves have healing gifts. They become channels, you might say, or instruments of God's healing graces and other graces to the human race.
0: Gosh, right now I just wish I was number 501 in line.
1: (laughs) I think we were, actually. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: you put us there. But we did want to talk a little bit more about the angels in sacred scripture, and one that I just thought about was um, St. Peter and the apostles in prison. Wasn't there an angel there?
3: Yes, it's so beautiful. I don't know why I love this passage and several other ones like it, but I guess it's because it's a very manly scripture. Because here we see, you know, the men, uh, the apostles, locked up in chains. And it's amazing how people can be so brutal when it comes to religion. When people just want to preach the good news, and how others can attack them just for proclaiming the truth. So here they are in jail, and they're, they're locked up in chained, and... The preceding verse is from Acts chapter 5, the Acts of the Apostles, which is the fifth book of the New Testament. Is sometimes called the Gospel of the Holy Spirit, by the way, the book of Acts. It says in verse 17, Acts chapter 5, verse 17, the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles. So you see, jealousy is like an impure motive. They arrested the apostles and put them in the common prison. But here's where it gets really exciting. Then the very next verse, verse 19, it says, But at night... Now realize this, your angels don't need to sleep. You and I sleep, the angels don't sleep. So at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said... Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's from Acts chapter 5. So look at that. First, the angels, they never sleep. They stand guard over you and I at night. And that's why you want to say your little prayer to the angels every morning and every night. And you probably know it. It goes like this. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here ever this night be at my side, to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. Amen. Mm -hmm. To say that before going to sleep at night, and of course in the morning you change it, the day. Angels of God, my guardians dear, to whom his love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. They don't need to sleep, they don't need food. All they need is your love. If you say, thank you, angel, you and I feed them that way. So at night, the angel came to the apostles, and it says he opened the prison doors. The angel opened the doors of the prison. So there's nothing that can block God or his angels from rescuing you. If ever anyone who's listening, if you're in a bind, even in the car, you're in a bind, you call on your angels. There's literally nothing or no one, not even the devil himself, can stop the smallest good angel. A holy angel can stop even the devil himself, Mm. and can rescue you and I from wherever we are. Mm. But look something else here. In the same verse, 19, At night, an angel opened the prison doors and brought them out. So you see that the angel leads you and I. He doesn't just open the door, because you might not even know where to go. Mm-hmm. So he brings the apostles out of the prison. He walks in front of them, and he guides them out. You can see it's in that prayer, to light and to guard, to rule and to guide. The angels will guide you and I. And the more that we pray the Chaplet of St. Michael in that guardian angel prayer, and the more we say thank you to our angels the more active they become in our personal lives. There's no reason why everyone listening right now cannot have a thousand angels surrounding them day and night. The more we pray, the more we call upon them, the more they come. And they come morning or night. They rescue us from all danger, and they guide us. And one more little thing to point out here. it's amazing how many things are included in one verse. It says, the angel at night opened the prison doors, brought them out, he led them, and then he said. And so the angels speak to us, you see. The angels can talk in any language. They can speak English or Russian or Latin. They can speak any language. And they speak to you and I. And they give us directions from on high. The verse says it was the angel of the Lord. The angels are from the Lord and they speak to you and I and give us direction. If you're not sure what to do, even at a business meeting, and I'm not sure what to do in this business meeting, we can call on the angels and pray the chaplet. The angels are very good businessmen, by the way. <laughs> All of the businesses have great high profit margins, you see. <laughs> they understand everything. Lower They, have, what, <laughs> they have what's called infused, infused knowledge, infused contemplation. So they can help businessmen and businesswomen in their jobs, they can help heads of state with their countries, and they can help dads and moms with their families, and they can help priests with their parishes. They can guide us because they have supernatural wisdom from on high. And one has been assigned to you and I from our birth, some theologians say from our conception, I would say from all eternity. An angel has been assigned to you and I, and he has been given knowledge from the most holy trinity from God to guide you and I all the way through all the problems and battles of life, all the way to heaven. They have the knowledge we need. We call upon them, and if we don't know how to hear them, then pray for that next. Pray to your angel today and say, Angel, I don't know how to hear you or the Holy Spirit, Please buy me a beautiful Q-tip from heaven and clean out my ears and teach me how to hear your voice.
2: Great. Wow. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Father Jim, uh, we, we just celebrated the Feast of Pentecost. What a beautiful feast it is. It's the birthday of our church. And I was wondering if you would take us to the upper room on that first Pentecost with Jesus' disciples, his Holy Mother, and the Holy Spirit. And just uh, what what do we see or experience?
3: Yes, what an, an apropos scripture to look at, having just celebrated the Feast of Pentecost on Sunday, and then yesterday, the brand new feast in the Church of Mary, the mother of the Church. So we would find this in the the Book of Acts, again, from Chapter 2 of the Book of Acts. And I'll read part of it right now from a modern translation. It goes like this. Yeah. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. That's how it introduces the great phenomenon of Pentecost. The apostles are gathered in one place, and the Holy Spirit comes first with a sign, first with a sound. It says, without warning, so... See how the Holy Spirit is a God of surprises. That we sometimes use the word serendipitous. That God, the Holy Spirit, He is serendipitous. That means He gives you and I unexpected gifts. Jesus referred to this when He said that those who are born of the Spirit, they're kind of like the wind. Like where the wind comes from, we don't know. Where it it comes from and where it goes, it just comes. When it's ready, the wind comes. And so there's something about this with our good Lord, is that He is a God of surprises. Boy, that's for real.
4: <laughs>
3: and you know, this guy is that. You know, if I live my Christian life and I'm bored to death, I'm not living the Christian life. And I was. I'm probably in control of my life if I'm bored. I'll never forget. Someone once asked me, someone I knew. And they said to me, Father Jim. It was kind of a funny question. And they said to me, I'd be very careful too, because they said to me, Do you think that my husband is boring? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a funny question, and I put me on the spot as a priest, you know? And I said, I said to him, No, I don't think your husband's boring. I think he's bored.
5: Uh-huh. Oops!
3: <laughs> see, that was the Holy Spirit getting me out of a tight spot. He was rescuing me as well.
5: <laughs> was the
0: husband there at the time? Or?
3: <laughs> he was in the other room.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back to the other story.
3: <laughs> but you can see, uh, he, this man should not have been boring or bored because he had a Ph.D., but see, that's what happens when you live in control of your own life. And do not let the Holy Spirit control your life, you see? Mm -hmm. That our life was meant to be, as John Paul said, a donation, a self-donation. We give our life over to God, who gave His Son to us. We give our hearts over to Him, who gives His Holy Spirit to us. So when we're guided by the Holy Spirit, there are going to be surprises in your life on a daily basis. And we see that here in the coming of the Holy Spirit, how they never expected that. This huge wind came out of nowhere, like gale force. It was loud, and apparently people down the street could hear it. That's how loud it was. And then fire comes down out of nowhere. It doesn't burn anything down. It's just like the fire in the burning bush. And there's a direct relationship between this fire and the fire that Moses saw, It doesn't burn them, but it catches them on fire as well. And it shows you that the Holy Spirit is the fire of God. And there's another reason why we can say very plainly, very clearly, you can't be bored if you're a true Christian. A true Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit like Jesus. Jesus is called the Messiah or the Christ, which means anointed. Anointed with what? Anointed with the Holy Spirit. And so every Christ follower is also, we're like a little tiny messiah. We are, that's why we're called Christians. Christ means anointed. Each of us is to be anointed with the same Holy Spirit. And he's a God of surprises, he's a God of fire. And that's what began to happen there, and it's renewed, by the way, at Confirmation. So, especially at Confirmation, whatever age we are, when we receive that precious gift. At Confirmation, the Lord fills us. We have like our own Pentecost right there in the church. We have Pentecost for all of our teenagers, or whatever age we happen to be, and those same gifts should come upon us then. We want to train our teenagers to be, to be expectant when they receive. Do you know, I know of some churches in other countries, this is actually true, that when they have confirmation, that and the children, the young people, are anointed by the bishop, they start praying in tongues. The teenagers start breaking out in the charisms of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's many gifts of the Holy Spirit, by the way, not just seven, not just nine. There's probably hundreds of gifts of the Holy Spirit. And perhaps we can talk about some of the charismatic gifts perhaps next week But right now, we want to look at a a little bit Is the seven, we call them the Isaiah gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh, great. Those are the most important ones, you might say, because they train our intellect, our mind, and our free will, and our emotions. And so, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that come to us at our own Pentecost, at Confirmation, and by the way, those gifts are renewed at every Mass. At every Mass, it's the Holy Spirit who comes over the bread and wine when the priest stretches out his hands over the gifts at the beginning of the canon of the Mass. That's called the Epiclesis. The Holy Spirit comes down over the altar. And because of that, the body and blood of Christ become present. When we receive the body and blood of Jesus, we are filled with the same anointing as Jesus. The same anointing. He is the Anointed One, the Christos. When we receive the Christos, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that same Holy Spirit with which He was filled begins to fill you and I. And that's why Holy Eucharist is so important, and Holy Mass is so important. It's good to go, not just on Sundays, but you know the first Catholics went to Mass every day. That's also in this same book of Acts.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And the first gifts he gives to you and I, besides his loving presence, I mean, come on, that we need love. Most of all, we need love. And the Holy Spirit, St. Augustine said, the proper name, he said, of the Holy Spirit is love. He says, that's the proper name of the Holy Spirit. He is love. The first person of the Trinity, he is Father. The second person, the Son, his proper name is Word. He's the Word of the Father. But he said the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, his proper name is love. And so you might say the first gift is his presence and his love. But then he sets about the work of perfecting you and I, our teenagers, and all of us, because really we're kind of like teenagers in our hearts. And he wants to perfect, first of all, our minds, our minds. And this time you see of chaos, a time of confusion here in Atlanta and throughout the world, we need those gifts of the intellect. We need wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel. And those are the first four gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it shows you how how God values our minds. Our minds are are not like something extra. They're at the very center of our being that we are able to think. This is an amazing gift. If you think about it, no other creature on the earth has the same gift to actually be able to reason our way to truth. And so God gives us these four gifts just for the intellect. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel. Then he gives us fortitude. Fortitude. This is a gift for the will, because you not only have an intellect, but you and I have free will. And our wills, because of our fallen nature, we tend to be cowardly. We tend to want to run away from troubles, to run away from the cross. Fortitude strengthens your will and mine, that I can see the good and do it, even if it might be difficult. It strengthens my will to say yes. Let's say like I'm at the cash register and the, the lady there at the cash register, she gives me my change and she gives me $60 too much. She misread what I gave her. She thought I gave her a $100 bill and I only gave her a $20 bill. And so she gives me, let's say, $60 in change or something like that. And, and my fallen nature may want to run out of the store with that extra bit of money. I bought what I had I get to keep it, plus another 60 bucks on top of it. And I know it's wrong. Was well, it's kind of a funny little thing to say, but I bet it's happened to most of us at one time or another. And I, I remember being a young, a kid that some of my friends, they, would, they think that was great. They think, I well, maybe that's a gift from God to them. Windfall, right? <laughs> yes. It's kind of funny. We get things totally mixed up because we don't have the gift of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel to know what is true. And then the gift of fortitude to choose what is true, to go with what we know to be true. With the gift of fortitude, you may maybe you're in debt and you need 60 bucks right then to pay your water bill, or they're going to cut it off that afternoon. But you still know what's wrong. And the, the gift of fortitude will give me the grace to say, no, I've got to give this back. Mm-hmm. And I give it back to her through the gift of the, of the intellects, but also the gift of my will, fortitude. So that's the gift we really need today. Let's say that I'm really angry about what's happened in our country, so I want to go out and break some windows. That's not the proper way to express my frustration. It would take the gift of fortitude to say, no, I'm not going to do violence to stop other violence. That'll just make it worse. The gift of fortitude would give me the grace to say, no, I'm going to see who I can help today who was hurt, or I'm going to kneel down and pray. Then God also has given to you and I the wondrous gift of the emotions. So we have feelings. And it's really hard to be um, a full human being without our feelings functioning well. Feelings are not bad. Feelings are, are good. And feelings, uh, we use the word emotions. Feelings give us like energy to move. And that's why we use the word emotion. We we see the word motion in the word emotion. So feelings give us the energy to move and and do good things, like we have the feeling of compassion, you see. And so those feelings are also purified by the Holy Spirit when he gives us the gift of piety and fear of the Lord, so that our feelings begin to fall in love with God. How many of us go through life never thanking God for the sunrise or the sunset, or maybe for the good job that I have, or maybe I have a gift for painting or for music or maybe for numbers. How many of us go through life never thanking God for anything, maybe even complaining day and night? The gift of piety is a gift of, you might say, of sons and daughters who love their father. It's the gift of loving Him with a pious love, with a grateful love. And then fear of the Lord, of course, is another gift for my emotions that I don't become, you might say, I'm lazy in my emotions towards God. I can love Him so much because He's so present and so good that I can lose my respect for God. And so the gift of fear of the Lord helps me to remember that my best friend is God. My closest, my most beautiful friend is the God of the universe. And even though he is my closest friend who would die for me and did die for me, I still need to obey him as well. And that's the fear of the Lord. And so these are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel for my intellect. And then fortitude for my free will to choose what is good and to say no to what is evil. And then we have the gift of piety and fear of the Lord, to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength, but at the same time to respect Him as God. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If it would help, I'll mention this just in a little brief, tiny summary of the four gifts of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel. Why do we need four gifts for the intellect? Well, the intellect is broad, But these four gifts basically work like this. Wisdom is the grace to understand our best friend. His name is God. And wisdom is how the human being, how our minds, we were made for God. St. Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And so wisdom is a gift to begin to know who God is to understand, to begin to understand who God is. He's the Holy Trinity. He's eternal. He's Mm all-powerful. Then the next gift of understanding, that is the gift with my mind to understand our salvation, to understand how God had to rescue me because of the terrible uh, paradox of sin, how sin brought disruption to the world and to my heart. God has saved me through His Son, Jesus Christ, through His shed blood, and through the seven sacraments, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, and through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and through the intercession of the Virgin Mary. These are, you might say, the gifts of salvation. How has God saved me? The gift of understanding enables you to understand, to, uh, to know how it is that God saves me, what I must do to be saved. Thirdly, the gift of knowledge is a special gift for my intellect to understand my life on Earth. This created, beautiful planet in this universe is, you might say, the stage where the drama of salvation is played out. And there's a gift to understand our human life here on Earth. To understand, you say, how to use creation, trees and medicine and food, how to be grateful for the Earth. And not to misuse anything in creation, but to see everything as coming as a gift from the hand of God. Yes, even the sunset and the sunrise. And finally, the gift of counsel is an amazing gift, and that enables me to understand you. The gift of counsel helps me to understand my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a special gift of, you might say, practical wisdom or prudence that I can make decisions in my personal life well and also interact with my brothers and sisters and give them advice for their life well. So the gift of counsel helps me to make personal decisions for myself and for others and all of my relationships on earth. So this is simply amazing how God's gifts are so complete with wisdom, understanding God, and understanding is knowing about our salvation and knowledge is about creation in the world, and counsel is about you and I, our brothers and sisters, and our personal decisions. How great is our God, and how perfect are the gifts that he gives us. Amen? Amen.
6: Amen. Amen. Oh, I we'll, can't believe that, our we're hour. We're getting started. I know. Oh. Like, we're ready to keep going here, but <laughs> our hour is up. And so, Father Jim, thank you so much for joining, the, joining us this afternoon.
3: You're welcome, and we're sorry the phone system keeps going out. We're having some spiritual warfare, and that's yeah. a good sign.
6: Yes. It is. <laughs> well, Father Jim, why don't you close us with a prayer and a blessing?
3: Okay, we will do. Let's pray, guys, the St. Michael prayer together. We'll ask the angel to come down over Atlanta and over every city of our country to protect us from anything that's not wise or good or holy. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. who prowl throughout throughout the the world, world, seeking seeking the ruin ruin of souls. souls. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, you were sent from heaven to earth to save our souls eternally, and you do this through the action of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, to surround every listener today with holy angels and to fill each one of them and each one of us with your Holy Spirit that we can love you more and serve you as perfectly as possible so we can be anointed with the joy of our salvation. May Almighty God bless everyone who's listening and bless the whole country with a renewal of the earth and the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.
6: Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in this afternoon. If you didn't get to catch the whole show, don't worry; we'll have it available on the Quest Atlanta app under Programs On Demand, and online under Programs, probably later today or tomorrow morning. So make sure to check that out, especially if you want to re-listen like we do, because so we care what we missed. If we, you know. So, anyway, thank you, Father Jim, for joining us, and thank you, everyone, for listening to your Atlanta Catholic radio station, AM thank 1160, you. The Quest.